partnership of IP involves something like a partnership or joint venture. Several entities or individuals come together to manage a business asset, in this case IP. There is much for them to manage and agree on, including how to protect the asset, including how much to spend, what decisions should be made on scope, territory, etc. How to deal with regulatory bodies, such as patent offices. How to deal with competitors who challenge the asset in some way, e.g. through interference actions or allegations of infringement of third-party rights. How to assert their legal rights in the asset, e.g. by suing infringers. How to commercialize the asset, including who takes the lead in commercialization. How to share the financial benefits that come from owning and using the asset. If their interests are not aligned, partners can become frustrated and disillusioned. They look for an exit, which is why the last third of joint venture agreements typically sets out a detailed mechanism for how the parties can extricate themselves from their relationship. Co-owners of IP would be well advised to enter into a co-ownership agreement that addresses the issues mentioned above. But often they don't, perhaps because they agree to become co-owners at a time when it is not yet known whether the IP has any value. For example, co-ownership often features in collaborative R&D agreements, as a solution to who will own the IP and the future results of the collaboration. Where co-owners don't have a detailed co-ownership agreement, they may have to fall back on the default rules for co-ownership of IP that apply to their relationship. As this blog has previously commented, the rules vary greatly between jurisdictions. If you have a portfolio of co-owned IP across different jurisdictions, should the rights and obligations of the co-owners be looked at on a jurisdiction-by-jurisdiction -jurisdiction basis, or can you assume that you need look only at the laws on co-ownership in the jurisdiction in which you agreed to be co-owners? In other words, does the law of the contract under which co-ownership was agreed, e.g. a research collaboration agreement, override the conflicting laws of other jurisdictions? In IP Draft's view, the better answer is yes, if the RCA is made under English law, you look at English law rules on co-ownership for the entire international portfolio of IP. But there is no guarantee that a court in another jurisdiction will agree with IP Draft's analysis. Might help be given by looking at general principles of private international law? Perhaps. IP Drafts has dipped his toe in this subject a few times, but has quickly run back up the beach in the face of cold Latin expressions that appear in such laws, such as Lex Cicius, and Lex Fori. A further fly in the ointment comes with the existence of supranational IP, such as EU trademarks and the unitary patent. Do the laws governing such IP override any of the above? IP Drafts thought the answer was no, in light of statements in such laws that the IP is to be treated as an object of property to be governed by the relevant national property law. For example, Article 19 of the EU Trademark Regulation reads, Greater than 1. Unless Articles 20 to 28 provide otherwise, an EU trademark as an object of property shall be dealt with in its entirety, and for the whole area of the Union, as a national trademark registered in the member state in which, according to the register, greater than, greater than, a, the proprietor has his seat or his domicile on the relevant date, greater than, greater than, b, where point, a, does not apply, the proprietor has an establishment on the relevant date, greater than, greater than 2. In cases which are not provided for by paragraph 1, the member state referred to in that paragraph shall be the member state in which the seat of the office is situated. Greater than, greater than 3. If two or more persons are mentioned in the register as joint proprietors, paragraph 1 shall apply to the joint proprietor first mentioned. Failing this, it shall apply to the subsequent joint proprietors in the order in which they are mentioned. Where paragraph 1 does not apply to any of the joint proprietors, paragraph 2 shall apply. Similar statements appear in the European Patent Convention, Article 74, and the Unitary Patent Regulation, Article 7. 
In other words, there may be some complexity in working out which national law applies, but there is no principle of international property law to be followed. Unless you follow the logic of the used soft case, which may be considered an outlier, discussion on this blog here. IP Drafts was therefore very interested to read an article on IP Cat this week about an Italian court referring to the European Court, CJEU, a question about the rights of co-owners of an EU trademark, and the opinion of the Advocate General in that case. Apparently the AG is of the view that one must look to national law to determine the rights of co-owners, rather than EU law. Phew, let's hope the court agrees with their AG's opinion. The author of the IP Cat article, Professor Eleonora Rosati, agrees with the AG, but she goes on to suggest using the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights as a basis for developing a harmonized EU approach to co-ownership. IP drafts is torn. He would very much like to see international rules on the transactional aspects of IP, and has had a conversation with several WIPO officials about this subject, in a meeting hosted by Professor Jacques de Ware of the University of Geneva. But he has strong reservations about using an EU policy instrument in a non-IP field, and decisions of the Jew, as a basis for doing so. IP Draft's vision is for a set of laws that facilitate international trade in a neutral, pragmatic way, analogous to the United Nations Convention on Contracts for the International Sale of Goods CISG, sometimes known as the Vienna Convention. He fears that Professor Rosati's proposal would result in laws that include in their mix a focus on the political aspirations of the central bodies of the European Union.